All right, so our dilemma today is going to be connected to the special date it is today. Today is Tuba Av, the 15th of the month of Av, which is the day of romance in the Jewish tradition. It's the day when soulmates meet each other. And uh, a special emphasis is put on bringing singles together, matches together, uh, to unite soulmates. And so here's the story that happened. Yeah, we'll call him Kalman, was single and in the Shidduch world looking for his, his match. And he was set up with a young girl, we'll call her Sprinza. And they dated a couple of times in the traditional Shidduch way of dating, meeting, discussing, talking. And Kalman liked Sprinza. He'd been, he'd been dating for a while, he'd met many girls, but he really liked Sprinza. Sprinza, on the other hand, was not sure about Kalman. Uh, he seemed nice, but there was something bothering her, something not quite right. She felt that he was maybe not as genuine as he was presenting. And so after a few dates, she said, I'm not interested. Kalman was heartbroken and quite angry. And from his response, we'll see that Sprinza was probably spot on the money in uh, in saying no to him because... Kalman became quite vindictive. He was angry at Sprinzer for turning him down. He thought that he'd met, he'd met the one for him. And he wanted to get back at her. Horrible. But this is what he, what, what he thought. He had another friend of his, whose name was Fival, And he, he'd actually, Fival was also single and in the dating game. And he felt that Fival had wronged him for some reason. And so he, wanted, he said, I'm going to get uh, two birds with one stone. I'm going to get back at Sprinzer, And I'm going to get back at Fival." Sprinter for turning me down, Fievel for whatever uh, imaginary thing that he, he felt he'd done wrong. And so this quite uh, um, mean-spirited young Kalman called up his friend Fievel and said, Fievel, I've got a great match for you. I've got a shidduch for you, a great girl that you've got, you've got to meet. And he said, really? And he started telling, telling him about Sprinter and saying, she's a lovely girl. I've already spoken to the family. They've agreed for you to meet, as is traditional in the, in the shidduch world, that the parents give the go-ahead for the, for the children to meet each other. So says Kalman, completely made up, I've spoken to the family, they're interested in meeting you, I've told them all about you, and so all you need to do is go and, and, uh, and meet you. You're interested. And Fievel says, yeah, I mean, you know, he's also in the, in the, in the Shidduch game, he's interested. So I've arranged that at 7 p.m. on Monday, just go to the house, pick her up, take her out for a, for a nice date. So Monday night comes, 7 o'clock, and young Fievel, hopeful, walks up to Sprinter's house, knocks on the door, and the father opens and says, uh, yes, can I help you? And he says, hi, I'm, I'm Fievel. He said, yes. He said, I'm, I'm here to take out your daughter, Sprinter. And he said, uh, sorry, who, who, what, what are you talking about? So he said, it's been, it's been set up, a shidduch, I'm, I'm here to meet your daughter. I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard of a shidduch. What do you, who, who told you? He said, well, my friend Kalman, he set it up. Oh, so when the father hears the name Kalman, he figures out what has happened here. And what, what should we do? This, this, this boy is standing at the door in the cold. He says, listen, come inside. Um, I, I think uh, something has gone wrong here. Anyway, he sits him down and he says, you know, I, I think your friend has, pl- has played a bit of a prank on you. Um because we heard nothing about it. But, uh, you know, have a cup of coffee, sit down. You know, he felt bad for the guy. Anyway, chatting to him, 
he, he actually seems like a, quite a nice young man. Uh, meanwhile, Sprinzer comes out and doesn't know what's going on, what's this guy doing here. But uh, in the conversation, it seems like actually not such a bad idea. Sprinzer, you know, likes to look at this young, young man, uh, Fievel, and Fievel shows some interest. And so, you know what, you're here anyway, go, go out for a date, why not? Anyway, they go out and wouldn't you know it, they clicked. It worked well. They went out a few times. Sure enough, Fievel and Sprinzer become engaged. Mazel tov. Anyway, the friend who instigated all this, Kalman, hears this and says, well, I'm the Shadchan. I'm the matchmaker here. And as is traditional, the matchmaker gets paid. I made this match, so I should get paid uh, something for making the match. Which indeed is true, by the way. There, there is, a, it's a halachic idea. According to Jewish law, somebody who makes a match gets paid. And Fievel says, you want to get paid? You, paid a, you played a prank on us. You, you wanted to embarrass me. You wanted to make Sprinzer feel like an idiot. That's what you tried to do. And now you want to get paid for it? He said, well, well uh, intentions are intentions. Bottom line is, I've made a match. Shouldn't I get paid? So the question is, should he? Should Sprintz's family and Fievel's family recognize Kalman as the Shadchan who brought them together, who made the match, and, and should he get paid? Of course, it was horrible, his intentions, but the bottom line is he made, he made a match. Is there any claim that he has on getting paid for this one? So, um, anyone want to chime in? What do you think? Does he deserve to get paid? All I'm thinking... All I'm thinking is this is such a shame that Andrew's missed this one. <laughs> Any thoughts? To someone he thought I've got in my mind is you know that theory on if you force if you force feed a matzah into someone's mouth on Pesach, then they've still uh, completed the obligation of eating matzah on Pesach. So whether he wanted that to happen or didn't want that to happen. It happened. So according to that logic, then perhaps there is a uh, payment required, but I don't know. Okay. Well, well, that's true about a mitzvah. If you do a mitzvah, like unintentionally, it's still a mitzvah. Question is, do you, do you have to pay the person for that? Like the, you, you, you didn't intend to do a mitzvah at all here. That, that's, that's the question here. Is, is the fact that the shidduch was done enough for him to get paid? Or his intentions for actually to p play a prank makes him not deserving at all to be paid. What are you going to say, Richard? Oh, yeah, I was just, um, I mean, I was, I was just wondering, like, if, a, if this is common for someone to usually get paid for a matchmaking, um, then... Um, I guess the alternative is the parents just setting it up themselves. Yeah, right? that's one one alternative. But if if there is a shuddock involved, then then um, there needs to be a a payment. I'm just trying to I'm trying to decide in my mind what the test is for whether someone um, has played that fulfilled that obligation um, or not and deserves to be paid. Well, let's analyze that. What, what's the nature of the payment to a shadchan? Why does a, sh a shadchan, a matchmaker, need to be paid? Uh, so Jewish law deals with this. This is actually brought in Shulchan Aruch, in the Code of Jewish Law. And 
a, a matchmaker is compared to a broker. That what is the matchmaker's role? It's to bring together two people who didn't know each other and to create a relationship. That's the same as any, any broker, any middleman who brings together two people to do a business deal, uh, a, an agent, a real estate agent that brings together a buyer or a seller. Any time when, when somebody creates a deal that, that wouldn't have happened because the two people didn't know each other and you brought them together, so there's an understanding that that person gets paid for their role, that they, they deserve a, a, a payment. So a, a, a shvatchen is exactly the same that you have here two families, you have a young man, a young woman, the Shadchan is the one who introduced them, who brought them together, they didn't know each other before, and so you create a relationship, you deserve recognition for the, the deal that you made, in, in this case, a, a, a relationship. So, a bro, a broker's there's an thing. argument though to say, there's an argument here to say though, that um, Kalman didn't set up a Shidduch, Kalman set up a prank, and the father set up a Shidduch. Well, yes, yes, you could say that. You could say that. But um, on a practical level, Fievel showed up at the door because Kalman sent him there. And, and, and so it wouldn't have happened without him. It could not have happened without him. You're right that the father continued the work uh, and, and made it into an actual shidduch. Uh, but Kalman here can, is, is saying, I, I brought you together. I introduced you. Like any shadchan, my intentions—that's that, intentions are in the heart. Fact is that I, I introduce you together. So let's go back to the broker, um, or any, anyone who's who's doing uh, doing a deal for each other. What what if normally with a broker you approach an agent and say, uh, "Can you find me a business? Can you find me a, a, a house? Whatever it is that the, the broker or the agent is doing for you." What if you didn't approach them? They approached you. Like so, this was unsolicited. Does it? Does an unsolicited broker get paid? Uh, I, I didn't ask you to do it. You you came to you. You're you're representing somebody else. You're trying to sell something for somebody else. Do I pay you for for something that I didn't ask for? So, in the case of a real estate agent, not. But uh, in Jewish law, there is an idea that if somebody does something for you, a benefit for you that's unsolicited, it could be that you do have to pay. Uh, the example brought in the Talmud of, a, of an unsolicited benefit is, let's say you own a field, but you don't live near your field. And one of your neighbors sees that your field is lying fallow. It's not, it's not being dealt with. And so the neighbor who's a farmer as well plants in your field. Because if you don't plant now, you're going to miss the season. And so they plant in your field. You didn't tell them to. They didn't ask permission. They just did it as a favor. So in Jewish law, we say that in such a case, when somebody else has gone into my field, and given me a benefit, if that benefit is something that is indeed a benefit, such as that example, that I otherwise would have paid someone to do, so then I do have to pay them, even though I didn't ask them to do it. It was unsolicited favor they did, I still have to pay for that benefit. I have to recognize that they've done me good, and I would have paid someone to do that, so I owe them the money. If they did something that I didn't want to happen, if, if they planted something in my field, I didn't want that field to be planted, that's different. But if I've, if I've received a benefit that I do want, even though I didn't ask for it, I do have to pay for it. So, therefore, here as well, you could say that, that uh, Kalman has gone and, and set up the, this, this couple. He was, un, he was unsolicited. He, he, he initiated the whole thing, Kalman. 
we know that he initiated as a prank, as a joke, as as an act of revenge. But he is unsolicited here. But the benefit came, and so therefore his claim is maybe you didn't ask me to be your shalchan, but in the end I was. I was. You got the benefit from me. You were looking for a shidduch. You received it. If it would have been another shadchan who would have set you up and it would have been successful, so then you would have paid that shadchan. I was the one, so therefore I want to be paid. That's his, that's his claim. And it seems he has quite a strong one. But there is one other element here that we have to introduce. And that is, not only was he unsolicited in this case, but he was an unintended shadchan. He had no intention, not only was he wanting to create a prank, he had no intention for these two people to actually get married. He, he, he didn't dream in his wildest dreams that it would actually work out. He thought there was just going to be a moment of total embarrassment uh, and shame, and he would have had his, uh, his dark revenge, and that was his entire intention. He had no intention that they should actually get married. So this introduces a new halacha, and that is what happens when there's an unintended benefit, not only unsolicited, but unintended the person who did the benefit didn't intend for there to be a benefit. They were doing it for other reasons. Does that have to be paid for? And here there's an interesting case that is brought in halacha that would parallel this. Let's say somebody is what's called a shomer chinam, an unpaid guard. So I have, let's say, some property. Uh, I'm going away and I want you to look after my car or, or my house. So I just say, just do, do me a favor and pass by my house, check that everything's okay while I'm away but I'm not paying you for it. So there's a certain level of responsibility an unpaid guard has, certainly less than a paid guard. So let's say you get lazy. You can't be bothered checking my property all the time. So you pay a company to, to check, to, to guard my property. You pay somebody to, to, to go by. Then when I come back, I say, okay, thanks for looking after the house. And you say, actually, I, I didn't do it myself. I paid a, a company to do it. So oh, that's nice. And you ask me for payment. You ask me that you want me to pay the, 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 what you paid to the company to, to guard my house. So I say to you, well, well I, I just asked you to guard it. I was happy with you just doing me a, a favor. That's, that was our, in, our agreement. You say, okay, but I lifted the level of security to a high level. I got a paid company who's, who's doing a better job for you. So therefore, you owe me the money because I've, I've lifted the, the level of security for you. So... My answer to you is, no, that's not what you did. You got lazy. You couldn't be bothered doing it yourself. And your intention was to save yourself from having to look after my house. That was your intention. And so you went and paid somebody to do it. That's fine. That's your prerogative. That's not my problem. If your intention was to help me, if you, let's say, let's say it was a different situation where you said, you know what? I've been asked to look after this house. There's a lot of thieves around. It's a dangerous time. I'm actually not capable of doing this a good job. We need a proper professional uh, guard to, to be looking after it. And so for my benefit, you went and paid. Then I would have to pay because that was your job. Your job was to look after my house. And your assessment was, I can't do it myself at the moment. There's an extra danger. So you're paying money for my sake. Then I would have to pay you. But it's the, if, if it's just that you got lazy, I can't be bothered looking after this house, and you went and paid somebody else to do it, that was for your benefit, not for my benefit. If your intention is for yourself, not for me, so then I do not have to pay you for your unsolicited benefit to me. And that would apply to our case here. That this Kalman had no intention to help these people at all. 
He wasn't trying to bring a match together. His intention was the exact opposite to, to shame them. Therefore, he cannot claim an unsolicited benefit that I, I've created for you and therefore you, pay for, you, you have to pay for it. Not at all. You were doing something for a totally other intention. You were not intending to help us at all. The fact that good came out of it is in spite of you, not because of you. And so therefore, I'm sorry, young Kalman, you get nothing. You don't get any Shadchan money for this one. This is a Shidduch that came directly from heaven. This is a, a prime example of how uh, God brings together soulmates. Even here, the person who, who created it didn't want it to happen. But if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. We meet our soulmate in spite of whatever other, other forces there are in the world. And so therefore, poor old Kalman, he has to go away and I think he has to think a little bit about his character, his vengefulness and, he, and, and, and his uh, treatment of other people because that's, until, until he does that, I don't think he's going to find a match at all. But without his intention... He was the conduit for a blessing that came into the world. Good old Sprinzer and the lovely young Fivel are a happy couple because of that, in spite of him, because of God. So today on Tuba Av, we should bless all those who have not found their soulmate yet, should find their soulmate. All those who have should discover new levels of joy with their soulmate. And if you know somebody who's looking for a soulmate, then try and help them out, set them up. You might even make a bit of money on the side. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Rabbi. Thank you. All the best. Bye. Keep well.